Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Lords of Consciousness podcast. I'm your host, Clint Culberson, and I'm sitting right next to my main man, Richie Jones. How are you, Richie? Doing well, Clint. What about yourself, and what's up, LOC community? Oh, and we can't forget Cedar. Oh, yeah, Cedar in the back, of course. <laughs> I'm doing good, man. We just, uh, we're, today's Sunday. We're embarking on our journey up north tomorrow uh, We're for Brooke and I's second wedding up in Washington for our Washington family, and I'm really looking forward to uh, our trip to uh, the Redwood Trees in Northern California, which is really, it's might be my most favorite place I've ever been, and I've been lucky enough to uh, have seen a, quite a few places on this earth, and uh, it is absolutely magnificent. There's just something, some, something so stunning and just... Uh, jaw-dropping about being underneath those trees I mean they're the largest trees in the world and they put off such an energy so I'm really excited that you're going to get the chance to check them out too yeah me too I've never been to that area and I'm excited to see Oregon and Washington State and everything just to go up that coastline it's going to be a really exciting trip yeah the Pacific Northwest of the United States in the summertime is pretty much heaven so um, to be in heaven for two weeks is going to be absolutely incredible Richie, tell the people who is sponsoring this show, this particular episode of the Lords of Consciousness podcast, because we're really excited about this. <clears throat> okay, so this episode of the LOC podcast has been brought to you by Mingus <laughs> the Cat on Redbubble. M-I-N-G-U-S-T-H-E-C-A-T, the cat, on redbubble.com. And it's our buddy Jeff Jones. He has done most of the graphic art for Lords of Consciousness, and we appreciate all of his contributions, and has a company called Third Eye Art, and does a lot of great stuff. You can buy t-shirts, and cell phone cases, and coffee mugs, and bags, and all sorts of stuff on his Redbubble site, so go check it out. He's a great artist, and great friend. Absolutely. I mean, he's the one who's created the original Lords of Consciousness uh, logo, and has since updated it, and does all of our posters for the gatherings that we've had and he's just absolutely incredible and he's so psychedelic in the way he does his work i mean it's just it's quite a trip and i I absolutely love it so go you know go check it out i think you can find some cool products especially if you're looking for an loc shirt um, until we get our store up um it's a great place to go So. so we have an incredible guest i mean we've had on guests from australia northern ireland Denmark and today today and maybe tonight where he's at um, we have on a, a guy who just is inc- so incredible and he's from South Africa his name's Aaron Gawkin how are you Aaron all right Clint thanks for having me Aaron I, I'm, it's it's so good to have you bec- and uh, people are get ready people get, get buckle up because you're about to get blown away by Mr. South Africa here um he he i met you aaron on the terence mckenna group on facebook because you you are someone who had put together these epic terence mckenna videos with with some of your you know great graphics and art with these most amazing like epic ballads with playing with terence mckenna saying some amazing shit and everyone loved them and you, you know they're pretty popular videos on youtube and you also come to find out you have your own channel 
and you do these these dialogues like self dialogues where you kind of record yourself and with these again you have such a gift with 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 imagery with video and 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 with music and you kind of put them together with these well what people will see in this podcast today so what what's it um where did it all start for you man how did you get into this yeah well um it was all kind of unexpected i would say it just kind of evolved on its own um yeah i suppose for myself just going back i've always kind of been somewhat different i suppose from the get-go i just kind of always felt somewhat different and unique i couldn't quite put my finger on it or understand it really um i was sort of the the square peg in the round hole if you will and uh yeah i suppose just after school i suppose uh, when i had more free time i, I just I delved into researching uh i knew that there was something more in the world going on uh, i could feel more that was going on that was obviously introduced to me or given to me by my religion or by school and uh you know many answers that are questions that i didn't have answers for and so i started uh, my 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 process or journey i would say probably after high school uh where i just uh you know i think i started off where most people did in the beginning and and that was really internet wasn't so much around with with a lot of self help books and things like that and which didn't really suffice which didn't really you know get to the heart of the matter and i suppose it was only really in 2008 where i came across a uh, terence mckenna lecture i had never heard of terence mckenna and uh, he actually came at a very pivotal time in my life because like i said i was i was at my wits end i just i, I was looking for something with more meaning to it with more substance and uh, you know what was going on i still i could feel that there was something as as morpheus says is like the splinter at the back of your mind driving you mad So I knew that there was more to this reality than than what met the eye and uh, what was spoken about in my sort of social groups and things like that and uh, my religious figures and whatever. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, I was at a pretty dark place in my life. I must say, uh, I was I was at the end of my rope, and the the timing was perfect. I, I remember I was I was on vacation and I just had a a number of of uh, podcasts or recordings, if you want to call it, or, or lectures that I had on my MP3 player. and uh I stumbled across Terence McKenna just by chance uh, I had no idea about who he was and uh, I remember stopping dead in my tracks when I when I started hearing you know I just heard the first 5 minutes like an introduction and I was hooked mm-hmm. and I knew straight straight then and then that this is what I've been sort of the philosopher's stone this is what I was sort of searching for this had something that was really I felt was the the you know the the, the stepping stone if you will and uh, from then obviously just um everything sort of started to to fall apart and then again come together and so it was just by chance uh, i had a terence mckenna lecture I, i got back from my vacation and i said this is what i got to get into man this is this is this is this is where it's at and i spent it was probably weeks to months i don't know how long i mean in, you know sleepless nights just researching just you know uh, do whatever i could find uh, on not just terence mckenna but the ideas and the concepts that he spoke about from psychedelics to um you know uh, to novelty theory to uh, just uh, all that good stuff from mm-hmm. alchemy etc and it started just unfolding for me then and uh, i just really found that I I just couldn't sit with this information on my own. I really wanted other people to hear about it, you know. And so my intentions were really in the beginning just as a hobby st- sort of style or creative output 
to put uh, to just sort of uh, cut out, you know, edit out certain parts of McKenna talks and uh, put some imagery together with them and some music in the background and just make it appealing as well to sort of the market, not the market, the people of today, you know, to, to get, get the message out and the word out. And uh, I never expected the videos to be as successful as they are. Um, I mean, there's one video in particular, the Trust Yourself. That's, that's where I think was my claim to fame in a way, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I never expected. Uh, actually, I've written in the comment section of that video, I think it's got maybe over 700,000 hits. Wow. Uh, I believe, yeah, yeah, it's, it, it's huge. Uh, I never expected it. It's, it still doesn't make any sense to me of how big it, it actually got and how quickly, you know, it just sort of uh, it, it went, it, it got so large. Uh, I wrote in the comment section, you know, why has this video got so many views as opposed to the other videos? I mean, the other videos are also doing nicely, but uh, not as, as, you know, sort of expansive as this one. And uh, I got different feedbacks from people, which is very interesting. Uh, one of the things that I did here, which doesn't really make too much of a difference to me, was that what happened was where it spiked was that John Cusack, apparently, he tweeted on, uh, you know, he tweeted that uh, this Terrence McKenna video is his all-time favorite. And from then, apparently, I didn't wow. even know about it. I just read that in the comment section. I mean, I, I, I like John Cusack. I think he's a cool actor yeah. and he does some interesting, you know, sort of philosophical <laughs> and existential movies. And so I did check out the tweet. And in fact, it was it was correct. And uh, so that led a lot of people wow. to this video. And then it just it just started growing to, to the degree that if you type in Terrence McKenna into Google, the first video that comes up is this is my well, this is the Terrence McKenna video, Trust Yourself. Yep. And so that just took on a life of its own. And and it's still doing its own thing now. I mean, I, I, for myself, like I said, I, it was just some dude sitting in his uh, in in his apartment, you know, putting together some some clips and video, whatever it was, and then the next thing, this kind of thing, just took off, and uh, so I suppose it sort of just uh, snowballed from there, and uh, then you know, slowly and surely, I, I sort of also putting into other other people that I that I came across that was just just as mind blowing, and and putting their work together with audio visuals. And uh, and putting it out there, and then eventually, you know, that flowing into my own needing to to record my own ideas, uh, concepts, philosophies, experiences, and in order to to reach others out there, you know, and not only just to share the message, but for sort of the tribe to be reawakened, you know, mm-hmm. that this is this is the calling now, you know, that the uh, the trumpet sounds basically that that we you know we need to come together and and and. Um, find one another that that what i suppose was 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 probably one of the, the greatest motivations behind it is to to connect with the like-minded people to share our experiences of what we're going through you know we i feel are the philosophers we are the shamans we are the psychologists of today's time um, because we live in such a unique and novel uh, uh, t- a time in history that it is needed for all of us to to bring to the table our own concepts, philosophies, ideas, feelings, emotions, psychedelic experiences, and whatnot. And through that, we create our own, whether it's somewhat online, which is mostly online, but at least we create a hub, we create sort of a different kind of universe that I've always felt that would sort of be the, the place where we could uh, find a sense of home, a sense of... Um, synchronicity with a sense of synergy a sense of uh, again the human spirit that has still you know still alive and kicking and well in the times that we are in now so mm-hmm. yeah i suppose that's just a little bit of uh, of my my starting point yeah my beginnings yeah you know it's it's like 
when you were talking about that, that idea of putting out a video that, that connects with 700,000 people and how it got there, then it took someone, some famous movie star to, he, he was just fucking around on YouTube and found it somehow, you know, and then all of a sudden it became, of course it sells itself. I mean, it's, it's what Terrence says in that video is unbelievable and it's, and it's, like you're saying, it's a it's like a reawakening where it's sending out the bat signal to everyone. It's like, okay, it's time to activate, and it, it's like this collective mind share and the idea that hey, it's it is trust yourself, trust yourself. I mean, what good does any what even the smartest among us have no idea what this reality really is? So what is what does their opinion matter? You know, that's what Terrence says. And to trust yourself that the answers that you that t that you had that you need in your life, they all exist within you if you're willing to look. And I, it's so funny. I mean, that's kind of what brought me to Terrence McKenna too. He's literally changed my life. I mean, he's probably, um, I mean, he's on my Mount Rushmore of of influential guru type characters, whatever you want to call them. Those just those big light those those lights in your life that bring the bring channel that me universal message to you um it's it's uh i'm so grateful and it's it's funny of course then if when you go to a place like terrence mckenna online that you're probably going to find people that are looking into the same things that you are that are feeling the same way that can actually someone who can is actually has the ability to be compassionate to you up on in, in terms of what you're experiencing and many people have felt a lot of rejection out there in this world you know be because they've kind of thought differently and seen a different way and yet this world is is you know there's already like a pre-prescribed path that you must follow and if you fall outside of that then you're going to get shit on by everybody you know, or call the uh, you know call the crazy person, or a conspiracy theorist, or a or a you know a dreamer, or you know unrealistic, and you know well, you just need to get a job and fall back in line, and and that's the kind of world we're living in, and and yet well, there's all these rebels in a sense who've fallen outside of it, and who've all kind of found each other, and we're starting to heal up a little bit because we all found each other with some cuts and bruises, and 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 that need to be healed up again but i think a lot of us are healing up and now all of a sudden we're kind of like all right let's take this shit back you know mm -hmm. it's time to it's time to to let our other brothers and sisters who are still you know st still not seeing the fact that there's such a light within them and that there's such a better way to live than by this culture that is not our friend as Terrence said you know That's right yeah, you know, for myself, it's, uh, and uh, I'm sure for most folk out there, it was uh, one of the things that obviously had brought us to this sort of, uh, you know, exiting, wishing to exit the matrix, you know, the questioning, the splinter at the back of the mind, you know, to, to find out more, to explore more, was, was the feeling of um, our being very different, being feeling very unsatisfied, v feeling very compromised by society and culture at large, you know, having been spoon-fed ideologies and dogmas and things like that our whole mm -hmm. lives, and then uh, this, it, but we feeling in ourselves is not resonating, it's not agreeing with us, but yet everybody at the same time is telling us that it's not the, the world that's the problem, it's the individual who's trying to think differently, mm -hmm. you know, that's the problem. And so what that's, I suppose, I suppose the, a sense of my channel or I hope, I hope to, you know, uh, to achieve in that way is that w what I'm saying is that we, 
when we learn to trust ourselves, we, we come out of this sort of matrix, you know, womb, if you will, and we, and we, we start, you know, becoming a sovereign mind, and an independent thinker, and, uh, and getting in touch with oneself. And the, the, the message of my channel at large, in a way, is to say that, you know, it's not to fall again back into the sort of uh, comforts of uh, sort of uh, uh, other people's philosophies or ideas or other kind of networks mm -hmm. that... Um, or you know, school of thought that are not going to agree with you. In other words, like you know, we we've been so easily bubbled off and conditioned so well, and uh, with with sort of concluded answers, and uh, this is the way that you must think. We've been so programmed in that way that when you sort of drop the programming, you deprogram yourself. There's an insecurity there, right? In the sense of like, so what do I know is real? Who do I know I can trust? What do I understand of the nature of reality of my life? in itself what is true and what is not mm -hmm. and my message in a way to people is that you know we should not be so easily hoodwinked again we should not be fooled again in any sort of way we should really uh, again what you know in alignment with that video of McKenna trust yourself find out what is reality for you find out what works for you what find out what is suppressing you find out what is you know undermining you uh, find out what is disempowering you and change that around and don't let anybody else kind of a guru or even a shaman figure or somebody who's you know maybe a youtuber who's got you know 250,000 subscribers uh, tell you otherwise if you do not feel that it's in in alignment with who you are mm -hmm. you know because so that's it it's like you know we, we're starting again we, we're learning to crawl and then walk but in the process of crawling you know eventually we you know we leave we, we learn how to walk and we learn how to stand on our own and be sovereign beings and and not have to ho hold on to any handrails of somebody else's beliefs because uh you know if we do you know like terence mckenna says he says if you don't have a plan you know a plan will be made for you type of thing so it's yeah, again about engineering truth. one's life from the ground up um you know finding out what is uh what is truth what is you know uh, i mean getting back to nature you know we spoke about you know that that kind of it just you're finding yourself again really yeah it's it's uh the 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 plant this like that idea that terence one of the things that he's really drove home to me is this the, the plant teachers that the the, t that the plants really do have a wisdom to give us you know we were talking about the redwoods to, to start to show off and beyond you know beyond just even psychedelics that all of nature has something to teach us about and remind us of where we came from because terence always talked about that what we're experiencing right now and then he was talking m more in the 80s and the 90s but he knew it was coming um, that there's an archaic revival going on and part of that is even within ourselves is almost like this uh, you know we're, we're doing that on a physical world you know physical realm right now as tribes are gathering again people are finally meeting back up again people are collaborating on a new world a, a more sustainable world um, but it's also an archaic revival within ourselves to to go back to where we came from to because along the way in a sense we kind of got tricked you know we got tricked into believing that we were something that we were not i mean it's pretty much you know richie you talk about this it's like everything's been inverted everything's been flipped on its head and trying t and when you realize that that's the case it's kind of it's kind of traumatic almost like what i've been duped 
I mean, it's like everything that you've experienced kind of like crumbles in a way, and that's a tough reality. And I think it's something that it's like that reason why a lot of people struggle to to see it, you know, or to I do think they see it on some level, but the idea that they'd have to drastically change everything about who they are in their life. Um, it's a little daunting, and it also means you got to go into the closets that you are so painful that you don't want to go into them. And it c I think that's one of the reasons why people kind of have that cognitive dissonance, you know. Yeah, you know, for myself, it was uh, when I was going through my sort of, and I still am in that way. But I'm saying the the, the heat of it, the the the, the height of it, of my personal transformation, if you will, and sort of the deprogramming of uh, my upbringing and things like that, uh, I said to myself that if I get through this okay, you know, pretty level-headedly, you know, in a sense, and I have my wits about me, that I would like to create some kind of platform or, you know, where other people can, uh, when, they, when they're going through that process, that birthing or that awakening process, that they don't sort of are just met with strange looks on their faces from other people, that they don't, that they find other people that are, have also gone through similar stories and experiences and uh, how they've managed their way through it because again obviously it's very startling when you realize that you've been living a very fictional life you know um, and a lot of it maybe isn't true type of thing and uh, again I spoke about that uh, existential moment you know or crises almost where the world literally you know doesn't make sense anymore and there's a great there's a great fear in that which is very much needed and part of the process but again it's so beneficial if you can have somebody who's uh, maybe has had that experience or you know and and there's maybe a group mind or, or tribe mind of people that are out there that you can feel an affinity with in that sense so you you don't have that sort of complete isolation and ostracize ostracize sorry ostracize how do you say it ostracize yeah, yeah <laughs> ostracization i know what you're talking about <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's one of those words i think that's what happens and for myself I've, I've noticed that when people have gone through this awakening process and they realize that maybe they haven't got the support on the network that they need at that time then they possibly go back into the matrix or they they, they they try and like sort of find something that they pull the wall over them, their eyes again because it's just too dramatic it's just mm -hmm. too intense it's just too demanding you know it's just too endless the mystery is so large that they're completely engulfed in it that and i've seen it and it's unfortunate where i've seen a, a few people along my path that didn't manage to make that clean break if you will and became a little bit if you will i mean it's harsh but a bit psychotic in a sense and turned to very hard drugs you know and mm -hmm. uh, have landed themselves up in in, in unpleasant sort of uh, establishments and <coughs> things like that because i believe they didn't have the support or they didn't have you know like-minded individuals to tell them that this is natural this is the normal process this is the awakening that we go through and what you're experiencing is a hundred percent necessary you know and you have people companionship you have trust you, who where you can be yourself where you can feel you know where you're respected and honored for the process that you're going through you know so that was that's kind of also the the heart of my intention behind my channel as well yeah, yeah we definitely call ourselves a tribe so i think that's really what it's it is is people coming together finding that support system and knowing that they're not alone in the process because there is so much change going on in the world and you know if you're an energy person at all you know the chakras 
So the more you open up chakra wise, the more intense it's going to be. So you truly need that support system behind you. Yeah. Like, I mean, you, it's great now that there's more information on psychedelic usages, you know, usage and people's experiences online. I mean, for myself, when I had my first psychedelic experience, I really had only been familiar with Terence and, uh, you know, Terence's work. And when I took the mushroom for the first time, it was so extraordinary and uh, it was so bizarre. It was so strange that what I would have done at that time, I mean, it was a very beneficial experience, you know, and I learned so much from that experience and I'm still learning from that experience, how intense it was. But if I had a sitter or if I had been a little bit more prepared, you know, it wouldn't have been so uh, demanding or extreme in that sense. Mm -hmm. And I think in and I think in our own way, we it is a psychedelic experience once you start waking up to real reality. And so uh, it's great that there are other people out there that are sharing their experiences and what it's like. I mean, there's people talking about like safe settings when it comes to psychedelics, you know, uh, to what to do, what not to do, what to expect, what not mm -hmm. to expect. I mean, it's very hard to to explain what to ex to expect to somebody who's never done it before, you know, because it's very foreign territory oh, and yeah. you literally feel like you're losing your mind. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if you just had somebody there to come in at that time and just say, you know what, this is normal. What you're experiencing is, 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 is real or whatever it is. It's, it's, it's fine. You're not losing your mind. Mm -hmm. You know, this, this is how it goes. That just that comfort is, is extraordinary. And I think that love and support or somebody in that, that that situation who's going through that can help them grow and you know in ways and in, in support which is just magnificent I, I i personally think yeah you have such an interesting perspective you know being you were born and raised in south africa correct that's right yeah yeah i mean to you know before we got on this uh before we pushed record we were talking and you were telling us a kind of about how it's kind of you know most of your viewers even come from the united states and what was it like growing up in south africa where maybe there was less access on a person-to-person -person basis maybe the programming i mean every country has its own programming you know it's its own history i mean it's all it's 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 quite complicated i suppose but you know what what has it been like growing up in such a such an interesting country where you have like two races coming together i mean I've, i don't know you know my question but maybe you could kind of elaborate on it but it's it's such yeah. a fascinating place yeah it's uh <laughs> Like we were talking about before, I've often wondered my my sort of my choice of karmic experience in, in being in South Africa, Johannesburg, uh, and also being at such a diverse sort of uh, uh, cultural happening, if you will. It's got such a uh, history to it. I mean, my, all, all places around the world really do. But I suppose for myself. Um, you know, you're also you're dealing with with racial issues. You know, you you apartheid post apartheid times, uh, great inequality amongst people. You know, one sort of class of of race being higher, elevating themselves higher than another, um, and sort of putting their foot uh, on 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 the cultural, uh, I would say, wealth. Or I'm saying that, how how can I put it? It's uh, yeah, it's been interesting. I mean, there's a lot to say about it, but. For myself, I have found where I've spent time with uh, uh, African people in villages and I've seen the, the history 
and uh, the wealth and of of the of the the knowledge and experience, I mean, which is now actually being you know f it's fading away. Um, what am I saying? The suppression of 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 uh, of other people and things like that of different races. It's 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 been extreme in in that sense. And then I suppose also what was more closer to my heart is is also being brought up uh, Jewish, you know, in this sort of bubbled off uh, environment and uh, having to also dealing with the cognitive dissonance of that as well. So yeah, it's wow. a definitely un unique environment. You know, I mean, it's it's one thing being told that. <laughs> I mean, if we want to get a bit personal, that well, you you're a white dude, you know, so therefore you uh, you you you're higher and above. You you know, your life has more value than than people of a darker skin color than you. Mm -hmm. And then for, and then you know to add insult, you know, in injury to ins insult to injury, that you're Jewish and that you're part of a chosen race, and everybody else is kind of here to sort of serve you. <laughs> you yeah. know, can can do your head in. And so for myself. I suppose it was coming back to the reality that that each person is is divine within themselves, and that color, race, creed has makes no difference. Religion makes absolutely no difference, you know, to to who the person is. And for myself, growing up, you know, being friendly with uh, African black children and you know friends of mine was obviously very bizarre and crazy to to my family and my friends you know i was never one to to sort of see the difference between color and or race and things like that and different religions and it used to drive them mad because they just felt like i was being disrespectful to my own you know uh, genetics or my own sort of heritage if you will uh, type of thing so for myself it's it's been it's been hell of a challenging in in that regard and then also bringing it to you know what i have found is that that the conscious community here in South Africa, my own personal opinion, and, and this is somebody who's lived in the country for a year and a half, who's traveled around, you know, to different so-called conscious communities and things like that, um, so going to trance parties, you know, trying to find people of like-mindedness mm -hmm. where I just haven't really come across anybody uh, to that uh, and it sounds crazy, you know, out of a, a lot of people, I've just, what I'm trying to say is that the conscious community is, is, is barely even visible from, you know, in South Africa. I haven't found, when, when you look at, again, my, ge geographically about my viewers on YouTube, majority of the people are from the United States, mm -hmm. and then some more so from, from London, Europe type of thing, and then some Australian, you know, things like that. But South Africa, for some reason or other, is not so much into the sort of conscious uh, expansion. I mean, I just, like I said, I, I just haven't come across like-minded people in my own immediate uh, surroundings, if you will. And I don't know if that's got a cultural effect on it. I often look at Americans and I, and I wonder why it is that, I mean, if you look at the psychologists that have come out of America, you know, the, the authors in the books and things like that, and, and what's going on now, it's predominantly American. You know, and so I think about that because America's also got a bad rap for being sort of, you know, very materialistic and, um, you know, uh, sort of very mm -hmm. self uh, gratifying and things like that. Uh, you know, where you get Hollywood and Madison Avenue coming out of, and and that's the rap that I find, you know, being out of um, outside of the, out of the United States of of what you know that th th that's the sort of thinking, but then. When you look at it, you know you you find that these there's conscious communities that are there that are in America. There are people that are doing their own YouTube videos, blogs, vlogs, you know, Facebook, Terence McKenna groups, and things like that are mostly American. So I suppose I mean you can go from many angles here, but I, I wonder about sort of 
the culture and why it is that in only certain places around the world in different continents there is more of this mass awakening if you will or this uh, this realization of the world not being or what it seems to be you know the awareness of a matrix manifesto about maybe uh, sort of um, if you want to call it uh, I don't know Peep, uh, control the the agents of control, you know, going on. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So I'm saying quite a bit here, but uh, yeah. So that's. I kind of look. Uh, we have a we have a really good friend, Bubba Dumbass. <laughs> Bubba. And he says uh, he says that we hold the um, ancestral traumas of seven generations, and. I mean, take that for what it is, but if you kind of do think about it, you think you can realize, like, your parents, kind of the traumas that they dealt with, and then the emotional health that they had gets kind of passed down through you, and probably even genetically, even, there's there's probably some sort of, uh, maybe even something in the DNA that we have, like, a proclivity to to struggle with a certain thing, or, you know, we've seen it with alcoholism, or we've seen it with, I mean, whatever it be. Um, it's possible, though... Th- Anyway, I, how am I, I going to explain this? I, I have this set in my head, but I think that there's parts of the world that have had a lot of dead bodies in a sense. You know, like there's been a lot of traumas that have taken place in that same area. And so there's certain parts of the world that where people have left, like all the Europeans left Europe to come to America. Why? Because the traumas in Europe were pretty rough. I mean, people were getting away from a shitty environment. They were trying to get away. They wanted more freedom for themselves to... To just get a breather from from crying out loud instead of, you know, maybe even their own families were suffocating them with the the bullshit cultures that that every family kind of has, you know. And so I wonder if if even in the Western United States, I mean, we we've it's kind of like it's fresh, it's new. I mean, we live in Phoenix, where 50 years ago Phoenix was like a tiny town for crying out loud compared to what it is now. I mean, it's been it's been everyone is from somewhere else, you know. And, but in some way, even though there's like no, prescri- there's no like, it, it's supposedly lacking a, a defined culture here in Arizona, but it's a bunch of people from all over just kind of escaped um, what they've been experiencing. It's kind of giving them a place to kind of have a breathing room. There's not, they can kind of s- sort of create their own culture, create their own roadshow, you know? And I, so I wonder in some of these older places, it's it, it maybe the the sh- maybe the shift takes a little longer just because man it's you're dealing with so much ancestral type of energy yeah you know from yeah the south africa has also become a very unique place because it's still more of the i mean it's not first world you know in the mm-hmm. sense but uh, you get the influx of of all the other african countries coming down into south africa and especially in the city that i'm living in I mean, it's a crazy situation you know being johannesburg uh, i don't know what they say how many uh, people across the border from all over africa into South Africa, I think it's like it's tens of thousands every day that come in from you know these war-torn uh, countries and to come and find sort of hope and solace or you know and uh, mm-hmm. opportunity here in Johannesburg in this one little city, which is becoming overpopulated by the day. Um, and so yeah, I suppose the the ancestral wounds on this co- in, in this country and I think in the world alone, you know, have uh, have had dramatic effect. 
And well, also I was just thinking about this as well. It's like America obviously got into technology and media, you know, first in a sense. It's been it's been on this rampage for a long time, more so than other countries. I mean, here in South Africa, we only got the internet probably you know probably two thousand and four. 2004 or so or something like that mm. you know a bit later than, than than most places we're still a little bit backwards in regards to you know where we hold with technology and um, I mean it's just interesting to see how the American influence has impacted on or the modernity has impacted on uh, African tribalism and mm. you know their culture as well and so I suppose what I'm saying at the same time is that you know like in South Africa you know, in America, it started off when you had TV and you had maybe a few channels and, you know, three or four channels to choose from. I mean, maybe this was, I don't know the dates exactly, maybe in the 1950s or 60s or something like that, you know, mm -hmm. and you were slowly introduced to it. Uh, here in South Africa, you know, TV came out in the late 80s, mostly for the white and privileged people. And then it just boomed off, you know, into, you know, in probably the late, probably early, you know, 2000s whereby, you know, people went from not even having three channels, you know, or just like a, a sort of a black and white TV to having this HD screen, you know, high resolution and having, you know, a cable, you know, sort of a channel, subscribe to a cable channel where you're getting 120, uh, you know, channels operating 24 hours a day. Uh, being streamed into, you know, some kind, you know, in a village hut, if you will, you know, mm -hmm. type of thing. So, in other words, when I think about it, like, why did South Africa, why are the people here, why is the mentality fallen so hard for modernity? I mean, m a lot of the world has, but in South Africa here, it's exceptional. I mean, I find through my experience. And I'm wondering because the process of technological, in, you know, introduction to, to technology, to TV, to media, to cell phones, wasn't as gradual. It was extreme. And how the people for themselves, it's like a newfound toy. And mm -hmm. how it's completely, you know, uh, like I, I was visiting a village about a few months ago. And, uh, you know, <laughs> the, the elders of the tribe were telling me, one guy was telling me, he said that, you know, we have run and we've lived in this, in this location now. I think it dates back for about 800 years. And he says, we've been farming the lands and, you know, we've had a, a, a rich culture of people and, and community living off the land, completely self-sustainable. And he says, within five years... Of getting television he says and only few people got television first in their houses and satellite dishes he said within five years he says the children have completely disowned their responsibilities on the field they've they've completely gone into fashion they've gone they've moved into the cities to, to buy the coca-colas to to dress up in all the clothes they've come back they've brought all the technology back into the village and the tribe and within five years he says over the lot Spanning to this whole history, he says, all this dramatic change has happened. And so I think, mm. again, just coming back to what we're saying, is that the effect of, of technology and modernity having uh, arriving so quickly without anybody being able to sort of take their time with it and being introduced to it slowly has had a dramatic effect. Oh, definitely. I was in cell phone cells for 15 years before I moved out here. So seeing the, you know, from the, the candy bar phone to the smartphone and how much that technology has taken over this world. I mean, people just don't know what to do without it now, you know. And I think there are certain people that are starting to see that, hey, maybe I don't need this thing as much as I thought I did. And starting to go into the physical realm more than the digital realm. So it's definitely been a huge impact all over the world. I, there seems to be this like prevailing story, um, you know, of good versus bad, right? 
But when it comes to technology, it's like such a tricky one because it, without technology, we wouldn't have we wouldn't have even met each other. This conversation isn't even happening. I mean, my life, Richie, wouldn't be sitting here right next to me. We wouldn't have even met each other, dude. Nope. I wouldn't have met my wife. I wouldn't have I wouldn't have been able to find Terrence McKenna. I wouldn't have you know the the, the list goes on, right? Sure. So it's like these these different types of dilemmas you know it's like we're also at the same time we're fighting the good versus bad storyline i suppose on this planet right now especially you know we're, we're, we're i mean it's it is it's like a blatant story of like you know human rights and human you know human dignity to, and and ending the debt slavery and all you know it is such a good and bad kind of thing but technology though it's a, it's like a different it's very murky i mean it's kind of like a it's more of a spiritual path, I think, to find you. If without a spiritual path, I think technology can really um, run amok of your life, like turn you into something that is something different. I mean, I guess we're already moving into this. I, I, I'm, it's my belief that over the next event horizon is this question of transhumanism. You know, how far do we go? I mean, should we, is this archaic revival that we're going, does it mean that we should be going eventually towards more of an agrarian society and far less technologies, electronic technologies? I mean, I'd love to stay off Facebook. I'd love to have my Facebook be right here in my real life, you know what I mean? Where we could just be in a, in a physical form in a sense, but... I, I mean, I don't know. Where, where do you see it, Aaron? I mean, how do you see this dilemma of, of technology? Yeah, it's a tricky one. It's a double-edged sword, you know, because, mm -hmm. again, we wouldn't have such opportunities in connecting uh, online. You know, I suppose it just comes down to the individual's motives, you know, intentions behind technology. And uh, that's hard to say as well. I mean, I do think we are moving into more of a, I think we already are into a transhumanism, you know, sort of set up a post-human, you know, world in that way. Uh, I mean, I was, you know, when you hear about this Pokemon game, for example, I was reading in the newspaper here that in America, it was in one week, there was a 65 million downloads of this app, you mm -hmm. know. And there's been a lot of controversy about uh, about this app being downloaded and, and the advantages and the, and the disadvantages. And so... As you said, it's a double-edged sword. It's, uh, the question for myself is that, was it intentionally, you know, was, was technology introduced into the human race? I mean, by its own, this, 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 you know, did we decide on it? Was it brought in here for, a, for some kind of maybe, some kind of other modus operandus, you know, type of thing, some kind of, what was the, uh, you see, I don't know. It's, it's very murky again as well. But I just, the, we don't have the maturity level. We don't have the self uh, awareness in a way to be handling such powerful devices i mean just to be to be you know online i mean we just we haven't done enough of the self work i suppose and you know the cat's out the bag already in a sense so it, it's very tricky uh, because yeah i just i just don't know if we have the maturity level yet to 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 have such powerful devices mm -hmm. and uh, you know at, at our fingertips it's just it just doesn't make sense it's like you know we haven't yet evolved it's like kind of going to cavemen in a way and giving them sort of automatic rifles you know yeah. mm -hmm. and then saying and then just leaving them type of thing and uh, maybe they they haven't got the awareness of of the of, of the the power behind it 
you know, the, the destructive nature that it, yes, it can be used for good as well, but the destructive nature that, that is behind it. And for ourselves, we haven't even worked internally yet with our sort of potential destructive natures, with our own shadow, you know, with our own desires, with our own impulses and things like that, enough to all of a sudden be giving such devices where it, it allows ego expansion at, at the touch of a button, you know, mm. for myself. I mean, we, when we look like, who is engineering Facebook? What was the intention of Facebook originally? I'm saying mm -hmm. by the by the designers, was it was it a malevolent malevolent decision or benevolent decision? You know, was it so it could give us all access to you know one another and so we can get in touch, or was it also an opportunity for information for our own you know for our own private information, confidential information being at the hands and access of people who might use it against us? Mm -hmm. You know, what was the intention behind the technology of the people that designed it? Who are the institutions. I mean, when I look at Google, for example, I mean, Google now is, is sort of, it's a, it's a one world, you know, sort of happening. It's, it's, it's global. It's, it's got so many f facets to it and how we, and, and from, from so many aspects, it's like, why is it only Google? You know, what's happened to everybody else? Why is it only maybe mm -hmm. Samsung or, or uh, iPhone? Why is it only, um, uh, yeah, why, why is it only Facebook and things like that? I mean, yes, sure, there are maybe other social sites, but why is it that these are in the limelight? Why are we sort of funding, you know, these global, you know, companies, conglomerates, you know, type of thing? Why haven't we invented any of our own? Why is it that they've all kind of been tweaked and made in a sense for uh, the ability, again, just to be, uh, to, 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 become your own rock star, you know, your own celebrity, you know, to become famous. W w you know, that, that's for myself. There, there isn't a sort of a conscious intention, I find, with a lot of these programs that we use. Uh, I find that, and that's what, that's, I suppose, what I'm saying here is that as society, had we designed our own devices, our own technology, in a sense, would it look anything similar to what we have today? Yeah, you know, yeah, and yeah. how much more benefit would it be really doing for ourselves if we were doing it from a conscious and genuine sort of motive? And so when I look at technology, it's a question of whether human beings slowly evolved with technology and they developed it themselves, or was there some kind of master plan? Because if we, if we ask the question about transhumanism, and we see how addicted we are and how reliant that we are on technology. Was it almost like fed to us as almost, you know, from like as a as sort of our fix, as a drug, you know, a drug dealer would give, you know, a free trial of heroin to his customers and say, you know, try it out. W was, was that the intention behind it? You see, because again, now, if, we've, if, if technology is transforming the human, in a sense, to become less humane, and more ego and more and you know all of this kind of thing and we're using technology to, uh, to for the benefit of our own goals and gratification you know mm -hmm. let's say with spam emails I mean you know uh, they say 93% of emails that are sent around the world are spam you know has it has it not has it not given us also like ability to be so deceiving and deceptive to one another you know, has it not opened that gate? Has it not sort of um, allowed the opportunity for, like, let's say, pornography and, and you know, mm -hmm. sort of very sensitive photos to be uploaded? Uh, has it not given us the access to more of the dark side of the nature of human beings rather than the, the healthier side and the more holistic and spiritual side? So, again, my point just being is that the way that I see technology is designed is that it's, it's purely for, uh, well, in these groups of, of Facebook and you know, for certain people to get very rich very quickly, 
to get very advanced and in their education to know how to control other people, to know how to manipulate other people, to know how to dangle the carrot in front of the donkey, you know, to, to lead somebody into a, one, you know, a, a dark alley, to get them addicted, you know, type of thing, mm-hmm. um, to make them insecure about whatever it is, all these, all these devices. Has that been the intention behind it? And I think that's, that's maybe what we've got to look at because if we're going to take the, the, the dark side and the light side of technology, we, we've got to kind of see what's, what's the driving force behind it, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and and uh, yeah, where do we fit into it? And what I I really feel that the future will be. I mean, I'm just going on a little bit now about you know the Terminator movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger and the number two. You know, the the whole idea was that machine would 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 the AI would one day this uh, would would come alive, and it would start uh, programming and designing own robots to sort of you know uh, bring the extinction of the human race about because you know the machines found the human beings to be the enemy or something like that and so that was the first terminator and then this other terminator you know the movie uh, genesis came out <clears throat> and, that, and the idea was that technology and the machine was going to be covert it was going to implement itself into our lives where we we eventually like the borg would merge with the machine mm-hmm. we wouldn't fight or resist it you know that's what the borg says you know resistance is futile that we were going to merge with the machine and so we are ready now i mean in that movie genesis you know the the the, the people from the past that you know the time travelers they come in the future mm-hmm. and they see that everybody's online they say the guy is busy speaking about you know he says yeah i've got i've got all my information online and my my this is linked into this and this is linked into that and whatever the whole story and and it's fantastic it's changed my life you know i've got friends all, but and then they're saying but hold on a minute they're saying in this movie that technology is a trojan horse in this way you know and i think that's what is actually going on i think that's where we are merging with it and i think this is the cherry on the top i find as well it's because we are a society now that are so in such discomfort with our own presence and being our own stillness our own peace of mind you know we are so uh, restless in ourselves our spirit is being so traumatized by everything else that's going on by not having you know to live authentic lives to having to wear these masks that the the so-called remedy in a way has been provided for us through the escape of technology you know um, through whether you can live some kind of pseudo life on Facebook where you only show your highlights or something like that where you can you don't have to leave your apartment you know you can live through a computer screen in other words escapism completely in that way and so it's that's been the, uh, the the solution in a sense you know the distraction the media the Hollywood the drama all of that stuff for the unanswered for the restless soul that is in human beings and so I think it's also more of a spiritual angle so you see that's the technology is not helping us to heal if we're not using it correctly obviously we're not you know in that way but it's designed in order to be a complete distraction and again the answer the messiah if you will to our all our troubles i mean if they do come across one day and they provide us with a solution whereby you can live through like in the movie um with bruce willis uh where it's called uh what's it called uh that movie is called Surrogates, you know, from oh, 2009. Surrogates. Gotcha. Yeah. And, and you know, the people, it's like, mm, well, you know, you can live through a surrogate, something, a, a good-looking uh, avatar, if you will, whatever age you want, and you don't have to be, you know, whatever, removed from your feelings, 
you know, mm-hmm. type of thing. And move from your actual experience of life. You're living through a robot. You sit in your in your lounge chair and you, you walk through the world and, and, and that's it. You're completely uh, removed from the human condition, from the human experience, if you will, you know. And so... I don't know whether some devices in the future and in the near future, you know, in the near future. I mean, because if we look at the span of history, technologies arrived on our doorstep, let's say, and we've completely evolved into it, emerged with it within a short amount of span of time in comparison to the, you know, the length of history. So this thing has come along and we've merged with it already. And so who knows what the next sort of, you know, uh, solution provided by technology will be. Whether we will be able to download ourselves consciousness or some way or live through via, you know, whatever into technology and lose complete humanness and download ourselves into some kind of matrix mind or something like that, which perhaps may be the ultimate goal, you know, mm-hmm. of, in other words, of, of sort of the, uh, what do you call it, our uh, benevolent, uh, not benevolent, uh, you know, sort of uh, caretakers, if you will. You know, mm-hmm. the people that believe us to be uh, sort of uh, here to serve them, if you will. You know, the right. Agent Smiths and things like yeah. that, the, uh, the whatever you want to call it. I mean, some people, you know, we have all different ideas. But that idea that, oh, okay, this is how we get the human soul. This is, I mean, you can get into the whole the angle of it. You know, this is how we get the human uh, uniqueness into a machine because a machine really what it wants to do, how does it grow, is by information. You know, the more information it knows, the more, uh, the more it expands. And so what is the most information probably the, is the human experience. I think is the human soul in a way, in a sense. And so, I mean, it gets a bit dark here. We can you know, talk a oh, bit, yeah. but you see where I'm going with it. So sorry, that's a... Oh, no, not at all. I, you know, I often wonder, though, it's like this chicken or the egg. Like, is this the intention or is it just the result of... Um, what's going on inside of us i mean if someone who if someone who is spiritually unhealthy i suppose you'd say or someone who is dealing with a lot of unresolved traumas which has created a lot of neuroses a lot of like feeling separate i mean you dr gabor mate he's he's his his work is proving um that you know unresolved trauma is really like the cause of like most of the suffering that's going on addiction and everything and when people feel that they feel separate they feel separate from god they feel separate from the whole they feel separate from everything which is which is then um enables them to do these kind of terrible things to other people right so if someone who is dealing with a lot of unresolved trauma maybe even a lot of ancestral trauma it's been passed on through the generations which i'm sure some of the ruling families you know can you imagine being born into the rothschild family holy shit man i feel bad for that kid you know i'm nonetheless the point is is I wonder, though, if, if someone like that is the one that's making technology, they're probably going to be making technology um, that's going to reflect who they are as an individual. I mean, we all kind of do. Um, or you can even see like an artist, an artist's work changes over time. A lot of artists start with more like dark work, and if they go on us more of a spiritual path, it kind of does change into a little more light, I suppose. And we had on an artist, uh, Vadra, the, the, the artist known as Vadra, he he kind of talked about how his progression went that way and it it just makes me wonder um you know i i i it makes me wonder if it's not just everything that's happening in this world is just literally a reflection of what's going on inside of us and 
what where do we go with technology there's a part of me that says i i don't know i go into that kind of borg mentality and from what some of these some of these channeler types of spiritual channelers out there are saying is the borg culture is kind of that it's like when a humanity gone wrong or a species gone wrong it goes down the kind of the dark path of 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 you know be becoming robots in a sense and that's kind of like that dark scenario that you're talking about. But then there's also scenario that says, what would a healthy person do with technology? Like we went on this gathering out in the woods for a couple of days, didn't have our technologies. I'll be honest with you. I feel like I could have fucking lived like that for a long time. You know, I didn't even need my phone, didn't even need connection with, with, with that, that I could have just stayed out in those, that forest connecting with my friends in a way and imagine even working in that environment or I could I could imagine a healthy person might have a healthy relationship with technology so maybe really the question is um, you know how do we get humanity healthy again so that way uh, from a from a very large level that one day when we have these maybe governing bodies that are governing our planet in some way they're they're healthy people in that position or maybe the guy running google is a healthy human being and and probably going to direct his company as such so it's not going to be used in a nefarious way or in some way that's going to turn us all into drones or i mean if it wasn't even directed by profit we'd probably we'd have companies like that saying hey Use your mobile device, but hey, have a balance. Almost like they do with alcohol now. You know, it's like you know, drive safely. It's like use our products, but don't be a fucking asshole. You know, I mean, maybe that we need to do that with technology. Like, play this game, but dude, go out and smell the flowers. But if because it's driven by profit only, it's play our game and as much as possible and buy all the add-ons as much as you can. Blah 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 blah. It's like this. It's like this. Um, Ah, it's you can see where the unhealthy mind would take it and it's that's what's happened here on this planet and it's really like you know it's like channels like yours aaron that are that are helping people become healthier again that they to really like look at themselves like you know for hopefully people who have listened to this this podcast can can hear you know the type of person that you are and the type of wisdom that you sh- you have and the type of self honesty that you you share on your on your uh, videos about your own life experiences and then how you overcame them and how you s- came through on the other side with on a, a you know much better off than you did to begin with and people start seeing that and they start doing that in their own lives and then all of a sudden they start realizing god i i get this sick feeling when i'm on facebook too much and they put the phone down maybe or maybe they ah you know what he this this aaron guy keeps talking about connection to nature and i love nature and i haven't been you know i have this 40 hour a week job that's killing me maybe this weekend i'll go and hang out in a forest or something I mean, that's the kind of things that are happening right now, and it's you know it's because of content like you like you that you are creating, man, and I, I really appreciate it. And yeah, can you? Yeah, well, go ahead. No, I was just well. That's why I think like channels like myself and and your projects and your channel and your website as well. I think it is is so important. <laughs> it's 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 so necessary at the times that we are in because uh, we I think we are showing a, a healthy. I like that word. Mm-hmm. You know, we're showing a different, a healthy way 
of balancing technology and using it, you know, uh, mm-hmm. getting, you know, uh, the, the, the advantages, the, the blessings that it comes with, there's no question about it. And that's why for myself, it's always, you know, continuing with my channel uh, because it needs to, I, I, be, I try and say in that sense is that th- there is a great joy and uh, a great possibility with technology, great opportunity. There is a real, real upside oh, yeah. um, to it. Mm-hmm. And so it's that's, but it that's for myself. Sometimes I I feel the responsibility too much. Uh, I mean, just recently I feel you know as well. Got to keep on making videos. And again, it's not about the views. It's not about the attention that I'm getting. It's not about that what you know other people might think of Aaron Goch and whatever it is. It's got nothing to do with that. It's just that I feel obviously the necessity and the need and the importance of having a channel out there that is explaining ways of how we can still be in alignment with ourselves, with nature. And have technology as uh, as a cool feature in our lives that's helping with massive conscious expansion. I mean, it's 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 a wealth. It's a, it's, a, it's an you know exper- experiential tool which is just has which is boundless. You know, so that's that's the definitely the upside of it. And again, the 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 need and the necessity to to have a channel like myself and the work that that you're doing as well. And the thing is that we're absolutely authentic. You know, we're not. Mm-hmm. We, we, we're sharing our experiences. We're not selling anything, you know. Oh. And uh, it's take from it what, what works for you and leave what doesn't work behind. You know, there's no, there's no tricks up anybody's sleeve here. Yep. And, and, and that's also such a unique and novel experience to use technology. And because, you know, we, we could be anybody in our day-to-day lives, but online we can, you know, rip, you know, be somebody else, a pseudo-self. But what I'm saying is how we show the genuine humanness and the real experience used in relationship with technology and how the the human being can use technology to infuse a sense of love mm-hmm. infuse a sense of imagination creativity you know and connectedness amongst one another yeah it's it's we're living in very um very uh i don't even know what you'd say like monumental time period oh, it's huge it's uh we we're living really in a very special time period and i think a lot of people are or have this innate feeling that that's true, and you can see it unfolding now. You don't, have, you know, even the even the, the 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 mass media that's the prostitutes for the elites, um, even even they're having to, you know, let the cat out of the bag a little by little on what's really going on out there, and people are starting to wake up, you know. And I hope that in the meantime that everyone can as we try to get our f- physical freedoms from from governments and things like that um w- at the same time we must remember to free ourselves from within you know that w- if it doesn't really matter if we toppled every government in the world and we got rid of all the contr- elite families and the blood uh, you know the royal bloodlines um if we're g- if if all it is is a bunch of unhealthy people who then take control of it again it will just do the same damn thing there'll be another ruling family so it doesn't it doesn't really matter it's more like almost like a programming like if we wh- whoever gets in the operating seat <laughs> of your life or in, in in anything in this world if whoever whatever's going on inside of them will manifest itself on the outside and so let's let's continue to um you know work on the inner the inner realms it's like totally vital and thank you for what you're doing Aaron can you tell everyone where people can find you and where can they yeah. find your videos sure sure I just there was one point that I want I, I did want to make as well mm-hmm. yeah um, go ahead go ahead just one final point it was just that um, now let me just gather my thoughts <laughs> 
Yeah, it was just... I threw you for loops, man. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, no worries. No, it's just for myself, and perhaps we can do this in another conversation, you know, mm-hmm. from from our human perspective as well, we... we because I have a lot of conversations with people about trying to topple the governments and protesting in the streets and, you know, trying to change the leadership to mm-hmm. somebody else or something like that. And sometimes I take a step back and I wonder on this planet, what it, what is the sort of um, the operating system that goes on? You know, is it not just par for course of what, you know, because that's what I feel. I feel I'm quite an optimist as well. <laughs> mm-hmm. That uh, that the, 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 the way that the world's set up, I'm saying that this this sort of paradigm, if you will, is you know if you watch you know well we won't get into it it's a whole long chat but I, I wonder because you know if this is not sort of the playing field for where the shadow work is 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 played out you know in other words what is on the inside is manifested into the the actual physical reality and if that's not what is the actual true design of this world and it's all in sync it's all in alignment of of how it's supposed to be in a sense because that's the parameter I mean that's the playing field that we are on. And so for myself, I also feel very hopeful and optimistic about, like just as Terence McKenna did, that there is sort of the shift that is going on, mm-hmm. that there is this transcendental object at the end of time that is beckoning and calling us. And I do think that there are that the, there is a calling, there is a sound being, you know, the sound blast, the, the the you know, the trumpets being blown. And I don't know, we don't know what card is to be played in the future, but. I, I do feel that what we're holding now onto the consciousness of the light of consciousness or something like that will live on a you know in, on some kind of I don't know if you want to call it a it 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 will surf I don't know what it is there's a transformation going on mm-hmm. I think and yet and and the you know with technology and all this merging and the whole thing but I do think that there is consciousness there's a revival of consciousness and it's it's going to to be picked up again on sort of another playing field, mm-hmm. if for lack of a better word or description of that. So I'm very optimistic about that. And I think that the work that we're doing now is is will we'll, we'll stand us in such good stead, and will in the future will prove and show what it was all for in the sense of when that time comes and when it does arrive. And it's, mm-hmm. it's arriving very soon, and I'm very excited about that, and I'm very optimistic about it. So again, I don't like to focus on the powers that be or something like that. I like to focus on the possibility that, that lies within our future, which is very exciting. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So just ending off on that, I always, I always kind of like to say, you know, um, to, to bring more light, there's enough darkness in the world. So oh, yeah, absolutely. Share, and it's, it's, it's the light that is uh, pushing out the darkness. And you can see it even when you do look at the, the storylines of the, the, the controlling class, I suppose. There's yeah. people that are saying, you know what? My, I love myself enough that I no longer stand for for this, and it's beautiful, man. And and then they're starting to see like the human potential, and I think that's what you're talking about, and what Terence was talking about is that transcendental object at the end of time. You know, that's it right. is that it is the human potential, and it's very beautiful. And we have to continue yeah. to trust that if we we're going to have to continue to trust in ourselves. God, this is this is how poetic. Trust in uh, even who we are as humanity and who we are as people. Like just trust us. Uh, it'll, it's it's we're going to find the balance between with uh, w- with technology. We can do it. We can do it. We don't have to end we up can. it's it's not throw the baby out the bathwater and talk in absolutes like this is good, this is bad, this is that no. It's like mm-hmm. we, we find the balance in everything. We when we find that balance, humanity is spectacular, man. And we're we're headed there. 
So no, yeah, just look at the, yeah, exactly. look at the that's our, 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 I think our duty and our job, in a sense, at the time that we are in now, is again, is again turning the, the darkness into that light and using the tools that a lot of people are using for their own sort of distraction to find the self again, or just to to, to keep, you know, because we, we hold it, the keys within ourselves. And now we're just turning those locks, if you will, to the doors and opening it up to, to a new paradigm. I, I really feel, I think we do, we live in a, an exceptional time uh, with energy shifts going on. And, uh, you know, we, we are the guys with the keys, you know, sort of with the torches in our hands and, and, and making our way. And I think a door will open that we will walk through and we will see what it was all for <laughs> again. So, yeah. It'll um, all make sense. It always does, you know. Well, I mean, yeah. when I just recently got married, it's like when I finally, when Brooke came into my life, um, all my other girlfriends made sense. You know, it's like, oh, oh okay, I get it. I get why they were in my life, and I get what I was supposed to learn in that relationship. And it, the, 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 you know, that pain that from from the ending of it now kind of washed away because you know it's, it just all came together It'll, and life does that to you you know you can look at your childhood and be like ah i get what i was meant to learn from this and what experiences i was meant to have and oh okay it makes sense and it really does it does heal your heart when you can you know time does heal in many ways because it gives you the bigger picture of what was really going on so. Yeah, that's that's right. So we don't lose ourselves, you know, in this whole process until we get to that end where we can, where the pieces all fit together and and and, and it all makes mm. sense. And that's it's it's something very forward to look, you know, to, to look forward to. So yeah, so thanks, Clint. yeah, thanks. It's yeah, great. absolutely, Richie. What were you going to say, man? You were going to say something? Oh, just look at like we're talking about everything that's possible with the human body. Look at the placebo effect. Mm -hmm. If we can heal ourselves, what else can we do? Like, there's just so much that we are capable of that we are just now finding out. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, the sky's the limit from here. Yeah, it really is. And, you know, it's we're, we're seeing the potential of humanity within certain special individuals, you know, like that Iceman guy on Vice. I mean, <laughs> that guy is unbelievable in what he does through just the power of the mind. I mean, he, they, they inject them with viruses and through this meditation he does doesn't even get affected by it and even all the people in his his little group that they they did the same thing they had like 30 people do it and same thing it's like yeah. what are they tapping into man that's yep. crazy so it's um right. human potential is beautiful and i'm i'm along for the ride because it's like the greatest movie of all time so get your greatest movie of all times that's for sure you, you no hollywood movie director could 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 write such a such a story no wow. so no epic way. man detailed and rich and you know dramatic and sexy and romantic and scary and like a horror film and it's like every genre and 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 i do think the at the end of the day you'd classify it in the comedy section because it is just one great cosmic joke and i think at the end of the day you know i saw this video of the dalai lama and he just of him laughing and it's like oh it's like is there anything anything more wise than that I mean, it, at the end of the day, like, let's remember to n not take ourselves so seriously and just just laugh, man. The kids get it, you know. Be like the only yeah. only children went to the kingdom of God or whatever they say. So you know, it makes sense. But you must be like the children, and uh, it's it is the cosmic joke, and I love it. Yeah, Aaron, can you tell people where they can find you? Yeah, so. 
I'm on Facebook, I suppose, but uh, my main uh, sort of yeah, I don't I don't do too much activity on Facebook, but it's more so my YouTube channel. So uh, mm. I can just maybe send you the link. I think it's just Aaron Gach. It's A R O N, and then yeah, maybe you can just include a link. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just really my YouTube channel, and then uh, I think I got my email address there as well, or Facebook, uh, can, you know, linked there. So people, if they wish to get in touch, uh, his videos, free, your I videos are incredible, and I hope who, those who are listening will find you on youtube subscribe to it please because it's it does it does make a difference and it he what he's the videos that you're putting out man are very impressive i mean you if you haven't already told by this interview right here um and then the just the audio visual quality of what you put in there i mean you're just you have a gift with it man and there's a reason why there's seven hundred thousand people that looked at that mckenna video it wasn't just Terrence. It was also the 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 effects that you that you put to it. You 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 enhance Terrence's words like on a very big level, and and that it's, it it nice. just yeah. it really deeply hits people in all their senses. And even when you're doing your videos, that you have that those amazing photos and videos that you find. And I mean, it's it's unbelievable, man. You're you're yeah, you have a gift. Uh, so. Thanks, thanks so much, John. Thanks, thanks for, for for letting me come on the show. I mean, it's fantastic, Clint. Thanks so much, and uh, for all the kind words, uh, the love and support, and uh, yeah, I've been magical. Eh? Yeah, absolutely. So, if there's anything we can do for you, just let us know. We're always looking for collaborations to to just create bigger and uh, more beautiful and more could create more light together at the end of the day like we want to create a brightness that will be able to be seen all over and and not because we want a platform to to for our own to satiate our own egos but to really make an impact so because we know that the things that we're talking about if you know it's like find your own roadshow that's really all we're saying like here you want here's the here's the religion Fine, you know, you're the religion, you know, mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. you have all the answers. That's all we're trying to tell you. So, yeah. anyway, yeah. and, and you've got the love and support of other people around you to, mm -hmm. you know, yes. to, to find that out and the support that you need for sure. You're not alone. No. So, that's, that's th it. Thank you, Aaron. I really, you, really Vince. appreciate it. So, and uh, please uh, check out uh, Jeff Jones's uh, website website on uh, Redbubble. Uh, Mingus the Cat, you can get a t-shirt of, of the Lords of Consciousness logo and check out some of his other amazing psychedelic art because he's, he's absolutely incredible. So, All right, well, thank you. Thanks, thanks for the show. Thanks, thanks, Clint, and enjoy your vacation up to the, the, did you say the Redwoods or something? I'm going up to, well, we're going through there, but we're going up to Seattle, Washington. I'm getting, I'm ha we're having our wedding number two. We had a wedding here in Arizona, and now we're having one up in Washington for both of our families and it's a Great. kind of a combining of the families. It's beautiful, man. So it's going to be a beautiful Congratulations. ceremony. Congratulations, man. Thank you. We'll talk cool. soon, Aaron. 100% clean. Take it easy. Okay, see ya.